What's going on, all you podcast listeners out there? That Fat Samurai Guy is here with Lady Fat Blood, and welcome to another episode of the Verbal Nectar Podcast. That's right. The Ridiculous Name, brought to you by Ridiculous People. That's right. And today, we got some movie news we're going to discuss, give our opinions on it. A lot of it is rumor-based, but we're still going to talk about it because that's why you're here, to listen to us rabble on. That's right. Rabble on! About shit that does not matter. Rabalon! And I promise you I'm not foring into ASMR. I'm just drinking tea, so... Rabalon! I apologize. Stop trying to demonetize our channel. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to do ASMR, I promise you. But here, this, this is me drinking tea, see? Isn't that fascinating? <sighs> Quality content. Yes! That's what this is. Yes! How do people make a living off of this? <laughs> I will I will never do that again, let's, ever. Let's do the rest of the podcast in AMSR. Fuck that shit. <laughs> but we are here. Anyway. We are here to talk about <laughs> films and cinema. Oh, We're going to go through some movie news. There's some news that I... Uh... And then we're going to talk about our little adventure over the weekend, a martial arts movie marathon that I was really excited to Until put on. it became a total disaster. <laughs> We're going to get into that. <laughs> and I, and I, I know when you guys see these movies that I picked and you hear our responses to them, you're going to be like, you guys are insane. You guys are insane. Okay, but... To each his own. So we're going to talk about our experiences while watching it and, you know, give our opinions at the end of the day. It's also called Somebody Hit Their Breaking Point. (laughs) And that somebody was me. Yeah. And I just, it it got to the point in the day where I just fucking wasn't having it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll get to to that. Oh, I'm sure they're really intrigued now. Well, I'm just saying. So uh, first up, a little bit of movie news. Oh, before that, uh, let's talk about the Birds of... Prey trailer, the second trailer that just came out. Um, it looks it looks a little bit better. The first trailer looked like garbage. Mm. Uh, the second trailer, the tone looked a little bit better. Uh, I, I do appreciate uh, that the movie is going to be rated R. There was a hilarious scene where she's smoking cocaine and then she goes berserk and kicks everyone's asses. Sniffing now, yes, smokes. <laughs> I'm drinking a little bit too much here. That's what's going on right now. I'm drinking what we like to call Saucy Jack. That's right. Which is half a cup of sun-kissed lemonade, half a cup of Sprite, and a little bit of sprinkle of Jack Daniels Green Apple Whiskey. That's right. Mix that all up in a red cup, and you got yourself some Saucy Jack. You're a naughty one, Saucy Jack. Yes. (laughs) So if I flub a little bit, now you guys know why. But yeah, the second trailer looked a little bit better, um, but I am hearing recently, um, there's some controversial news I don't really want to get into right now because we've got a lot to talk about, but supposedly the rumor out there is that people were really liking the movie. 
early screenings, people are like, it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Mm. They like it. So there's, so far, I mean, we'll make our own judgment, of course, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, when we go see the film. Hopefully it's fun at this point. That's all we can ask for. Because uh, we really didn't need a Harley Quinn film. I personally have no investment in this. No, there's no investment. We I, just we we really like Ewan McGregor. I got nothing against Margot Robbie, but yeah. I don't give two fucks about Harley Quinn. I'm sorry. I I, yeah. I know everybody loves her from Suicide Squad, but I don't give a shit. And well, the trailer. We, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. sorry. Will I you, don't. Will you like the character I from the Batman animated? Series? I tolerated the character because when she was around, nine times out of ten, I got to see Joker. Right. And when she wasn't with Joker, she was with Poison Ivy, and I got a kick out of that. Right. And right. that one time where she was in a solo outing, uh, and that one episode where she wanted to, you know, prove herself to the Joker. Yeah. And she almost captured Batman. That was a good, solid episode. But mm-hmm. aside from that, I'm not a big Harley Quinn fan. I'm sorry. Right, I'm just right, not. Right. So I don't have an investment in this. The trailers look like so shit to you're, me. So you're more of a fan of Harley Quinn when she's with the Joker, not necessarily her by herself. Not necessarily because everything... Okay, I've, I've heard possibly that the character is fascinating in her own right, uh-huh. but... In the animated series, everything she represents is kind of shitty. You mm. know, she's a doormat, so I don't really care. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's cute, it's funny after a while, but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm tired of seeing her and yeah. getting verbally abused. Well, she stopped all the time. that, and even in the cartoon, she stopped that. So that's that's so, fine and good, yeah. but it's like I don't give a shit about this. I don't, uh-huh. I don't feel like the trailers have been interesting to me so uh-huh. far. It looks like a mess to me. Still, even after that second I, one, it's. I mean, yeah. it's an improvement over the first one, right? But you I know, think so. if you know, I'm sure we'll go see it. I'm sure you'll twist my arm and we'll go see it. Yeah, and we'll see. I'll, I'll go in with an open mind, but I'm yeah. not like, oh, I can't wait to see. I'm not like that. I, yeah. I have no, I have no. Like, I just hope it's entertaining. But I am happy that it's R-rated. Maybe we'll get a little bit of a kick-ass vibe. You know what I mean? We'll Hopefully. Kick-Ass, the comic book movie, the first one. That's what we're talking about right now. Saucy Jack, you're a naughty one. Saucy Jack. I'm going to drink some more Saucy Jack. You do that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so fingers crossed. Hopefully it's it's an entertaining film. But we have been hearing, not necessarily reviews, but uh, positive vibes from early screenings. Were the were all those people paid off just to give to give good good positive uh, feedback? We don't know. Well, you know, and that's that's the problem. Um, you can't trust things anymore. Right. You cannot. You can't. You've got so many so many things with agendas behind them these days. Yeah. You don't know if this movie is agenda based, and therefore you don't know if the audience that they showed it to would be. The type that would feed into that agenda. Mm-hmm. We literally don't know. Right, right. right. So I, I literally will reserve my judgment until I see the film yeah. myself. So again, hopefully it is a fun film. That's all we can ask for at this point. Uh, other movie rumor news. So the second Bumblebee film is coming out and it's going to be set in the 90s possibly. Uh, I'm not... This is this is a, a given. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's Bumblebee. Everybody loves Bumblebee. And continuing his little old standalone franchise because the last film did decent. I it did well. It. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie. Even though apparently it was a disaster behind the scenes. Go figure. That's what you were telling me. That's what my cousin was telling me. Apparently, guys, the 
a whole entire badass, amazing, my favorite part of the film, Cybertron sequence in Bumblebee apparently was not in the original oh, movie. G one <laughs> fan service that we've been like begging for yeah. for fucking it wasn't years. There. Apparently, it was not there and. So what did you hear about it? Well, the, yeah, everything. That who you, who decided to? Who what genius decided to put it back in? I don't know, but my 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 thoughts are like, why were you making this Bumblebee film, but yet trying to e- remove even more robots out? Because you yeah. know, Bumblebee kind of made the same mistakes as as the Michael Bay Transformers in that you kind of take the premise but then you remove a lot of the robots right right and bumblebee was kind of guilty of that because you literally just had bumblebee and you had sprinkles of optimus prime right right right. but literally that's all you had you know we looked like we were going to get uh starscream for a second didn't end up being starscream right obviously we didn't have anybody else that we really were familiar with in that film Mm -hmm. and it it, was just that cybertron yeah which that was amazing which we were just like jesus we could have had this the whole time that made me want to go see the movie that one clips of that one scene yeah where they're all fighting on cybertron i was like i felt like a kid again yeah i was really excited I think I woke you up, like, oh my god, you have to watch this. Yeah, probably. And um, yeah. that's amazing to me that that wasn't even planned, and that was like a last-minute decision to put that in the movie. And it I'm like, come like, on! It just seems like the, the film was not really wanting to acknowledge its Transformers roots yeah. initially, which is like, why were you making a Transformers film then? Right, But right, right. anyway... Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's good. I hope they continue, though, mm-hmm. bring in some more. You know, we've kind of technically rebooted the franchise at this point. Um, obviously, the, the robots are all different looking, even though Bumblebee looks exactly as he does in his robot form that he did in the Michael Bay movies. Right, right Except right. now he is the traditional Volkswagen Beetle. Right. Um, but we're well, gonna... he changed, he changed, didn't he? At the end, by the end of that film, he changed, didn't he? He went back to Michael Bay okay. Bumblebee okay. form. Okay, but... Optimus shows up right. and he looks old school, but everybody, you know, we, we, we've established already that we can do G1. Yes. Okay. Which we did not do in the Michael Bay films. No. Whether or not they were classic car mode or mm-hmm. not, we right. have established that you can do G1 mode. That's all I fucking want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, if you want to do nods to the Michael Bay movies by what they did with with Bumblebee himself turning into the, I think he was a Camaro, fine, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. But go G1. That's all I care about. But bring in some characters and make them look like their G1 counterparts. That's all. Just please, for the love of God, just throw (laughs) us a freaking bone here. Just do fucking something like that. Well, if they're smart, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do anything like that. It brings us, you know, old fogies. Back to the theaters again, but to see it. But hopefully, hopefully it's fun. And it being set in the '90s does make sense. Yeah, if that's what they're uh, going to do. But forget about that being the reboot. Apparently, oh. <laughs> apparently, oh. uh, the rumor out there ah. is that okay, we're going to do a super reboot. Bumblebee's still going to have his own franchise because he's yeah. popular, yeah. but we're rebooting everything. We're getting yeah. rid of Optimus, we're getting rid of Megatron, Well, no, here's the which thing. doesn't make sense no, because... No, no, okay. no, 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 here's the thing. Okay. Now, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, okay. I would be ecstatic okay. about this news. Okay. And technically, this doesn't have to be a reboot. Okay? Right. Because Beast Wars mm-hmm. is a sequel 
Right. So right, it's right, not a right. reboot. Beast Wars takes place after Transformers. Right. You right. have you have the Maximals and the Predacons, right. which were the descendants of the Decepticons and the Autobots. Don't don't ask me how machines have descendants. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know how it fucking works. I don't get it. I don't question I'm going to need you to bend over. Okay, we don't question these things. Autobots, join in. All, all, all I can tell you... <laughs> Jesus Christ, where are we going with this? All I can tell you is that the Maximals and the Predacons were descendants. They were much, much smaller yeah. than, than, their, than their ancestors. They, they came along. They're still on Cybertron. The, I, I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of years it takes place after, but the thing with Beast Wars is that it takes place long after, but because of time travel, it also takes place millions of years before the 80s, right. which is the original timeline for And that's how they got the there, Transformers. because of time travel. They, they get, they're, they're fighting with, the, the Maximals get into this scrap with the Decepticons, and they, they, the, the, I'm sorry, the Predacons, yeah. they get into this scrap, they, they accidentally initiate some time travel, gobbledygook, wibbly wobbly shit. And they end up on Earth. They end up on Earth. You don't know it's Earth at first. Right, right, right. But they end up on Earth, mm-hmm. and they discover, well, they're, both of their ships crash, and their ships are pretty much fucked. And they, uh... They find that the planet is full of unprocessed, uh, uh, oh, shit. Energon? Yes, thank you. And it's so strong because it's unrefined that it fucks up their system. And so they have to, uh, figure out a way to survive. And so they scan the planet for life forms, and that's how they turn into animals. Right. And that's why they're beasts instead of robots. Right. So because they're everybody got that because they're more advanced. Good. Because they're more advanced. Right. Then they're smaller. Mm-hmm. They look because it's gobbledygook. It's 1996. Don't fucking question it. Okay. <laughs> this is when the show came out. It was very low tech. It was yes. very early CGI. Very yes. low budget. It wasn't the greatest looking show back in the day, but I love but it. it. I love it. So really shut good up. storytelling. At first, mm-hmm. first season is 26 episodes, and I always say that out of the 26 episodes, 13 of them are mandatory to watch. Okay. The other 13 are throwaways. Some of them are fun to watch, and some of them kind of have a little bit of character development. Yeah. But none of them are essential. Right. But 13 of those first 26 episodes are actually like, okay, this is for story. Right. But they're not in they're not necessarily one right after the other. You've got like the first episode, the second episode and then skip a couple of episodes and oh, we've got another one that you have to watch, skip a couple of, a couple of episodes. Oh, here's some fan service and then oh, you got another one that you need to watch and then you have another one you need to watch yeah. and then you got the finale. Right. And then it leads right into season 2 and then bam, suddenly season 2 is a fucking contender for one of the greatest series of all time. Right. Yeah. And that is when season 2 is literally when they got their shit together. They clicked and they realized, oh my god, we have a fan base here. We have this well of knowledge of of just, not well of knowledge, but this well of mythos and history mm-hmm. behind us. Because they didn't really realize what they had when they were writing that first season. Yeah. They they had fan service and they, they threw it out there. You had the, the immortal Starscream spark, which invades one of the Predacon 
bots and he he does this he does this um bootleg impression of chris lotta which is really really cute for a while and he's acting like starscream which is adorable it's one of the greatest cartoon voices of all time yes starscream um, and cobra commander yes and many more but those are the two and favorites. and so season two comes along and this is literally where the show becomes so streamlined that you can't miss a single episode every single episode comes right after the other like boom you have to watch it boom you have to watch it boom you have to watch it it's essential it's essential it's essential and then by season three by the by the end of season two you find out oh my god they find the ark which is where all of the autobots have crashed where they were lying dormant this whole time because you remember if you if you remember original transformers they, you know, they crashed onto the planet. They were there for a couple million years, and right. then, oh, they woke up, mm-hmm. and then they were on Earth. Right. Okay. Now, season three, it's a little hit and miss, but not not so bad. But it's, for the most part, still a very, very solid episode. You get some really good shit in there. Mm-hmm. Now, again, in a perfect world, <laughs> I would be ecstatic right. about this news. But the problem with Beast Wars and this is something that is not going to translate to film, is that there were no humans right, that's in right. Beast Wars. No there humans. There were primitives right. in season three. Mm-hmm. A little bit, there was one episode in season two where, spoilers, it's 20, 20 plus years in the making, spoiler alert here, mm-hmm. Dinobot in season two, mm-hmm. Code of Hero, sacrifices himself right. to save a little speckle of primitives that megatron is threatening to destroy right with the, okay but he he chooses to you know sacrifice himself and he dies yeah. okay great episode now by season three you see a little bit more primitive humans scattered throughout the series but it's nothing so much that oh well there are sidekicks now you get one episode where they kind of tag along with mm-hmm. a couple of characters yeah but they're not talking. They can't right. talk yet. Right. There's never any like spike and bumblebee shit going on. So as so far as we know, is that um, actually what we don't know is that is this going to be, you know, shot for shot based off of the you know or inspired by the animated series completely, or they're going to yank from the comic book lore as well? Because apparently. The comic book, you know, remember that poster I bought you? Yeah. You were like, who are all these characters? Yeah. So who knows how much, you know, this may be some completely new. It could be. It may have nothing to do with the show it's type possible. of franchise. But they want to start a new franchise. So I guess that's what they were kind of meaning by rebooting the franchise. Yeah, and so again, um, since I have no knowledge of the comic book history of Beast Wars, right, right. I don't know how a story that I'm familiar with would translate because the original story yeah. is as such, if you follow the story canonically in 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 sequence, mm-hmm. they they have a scuffle, they go back in time, they scuffle, 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 and then season three, the show gets canned, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, yay, we won, we're going back to Cybertron somehow by magic, because we can, because we have to, <laughs> we have no choice, the show's been canceled. Yeah. And then the show's just over. Right. And then we get... The Alien 3 cold bucket of water <laughs> to the face that nobody wanted called Beast Machines. Yeah, that's Where serious. Optimus Primal lost his goddamn mind. They turned Rhinox into one of the most despicable, <laughs> disrespected characters in any 
TV show you've ever fucking seen. Rat Trap was in love with an alien plant. Plant. Who? Oh, by the way, what? if you want to completely, if you want to completely negate the journey of a show that had three seasons behind it, what do you do? Oh, The Matrix sent the Maximals back in time to go find the beast DNA to bring back to Cybertron because we can't just be robots anymore. And by the way, we did the same thing to another ship and we sent them out to go get plant life. So, you know, you, you fighting with Megatron who stole the golden disc, you know, that thing. Oh, we planned that the whole time. We knew you were going to get lost. We knew you guys were going to lose friends in a war and people were going to die. Yeah, it, we knew all that shit was going to happen because we needed to, we needed you to bring back animal DNA. Yeah. And so we sent back those plant, those other ships to get plants and then they went through the same shit too. But this was all planned. That's how you fuck up. A perfectly good story is, oh, it was all part of the plan. Yeah. So, Beast Machines. It's not necessary Interesting idea. Yeah. It Don't bother. F- it fucked up in execution, Don't though. bother. If you're curious, just remember Beast Wars, early, ni- you know, 90s And you gotta remember, no, no, it's, it's, it's 90, 96 to 99 yeah. is when it came out. And the problem with Beast Machines is that it came out. The animation's out, dated, but uh, it's still worth And the watching. problem with Beast Machines is that it came out during a very sensitive time. No guns allowed. Yeah. No um, projectile guns I don't know if you guys allowed. knew this. Probably not, because a lot of you listeners are probably a little bit younger than us. But when Beast Wars came out on TV, when it premiered, all of a sudden, parents came forward and were like, Somebody think of the children! Please think of the children! And they started to edit out robots shooting Robots. Well, see, the problem. The problem really. Are you was, fucking kidding me? The problem really, really hit home. It was bad when <laughs> there was some really egregious examples. It was when Fox Kids acquired the rights. Okay. To the to the show. Anytime Rhinox, who had the biggest, yeah, had the big Gatling gun thing, the arms. biggest, baddest guns, yeah, all, he was not allowed to use them. Yeah. Whenever he would shoot them for more than two seconds, he would whip them out. Yeah. Shoot them for maybe a half a second, edit it out. Yeah. And then one point, it's terrible. Air Razor punched Black Arachne in the face, edit it out. <laughs> you can't have a female robot punch another female robot all of a sudden for some no fucking good reason. It's, it was okay. Bad. So all I don't right. know if you guys knew that. Sure. Like, towards the end, okay. They were trying to censor a show about robots I, fighting robots. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So there's a little Beast Wars history lesson for you, if you guys were curious on what the fuck was that, because a lot of people are not familiar. I, I just don't know how it's going to translate, because they can't... Yeah. You can't... We do know Michael Bay is not directed. You can't have a movie for general audiences with no humans. Right. But I don't know how this concept is going to work with humans. And they're going to try to shoehorn two things in together, because because Transformers, by design... Always had humans and robots together. Mm-hmm. It's just in the live action version, there were way more humans than I was happy with, and not yeah. too and not enough robots. Too many, too much humans. It was too many humans, not enough robots. Right. Where the cartoon it was the exact, it was yeah. way a lot of robots, a lot of goofy, goofy <laughs> robots doing goofy shit, which I was yeah. perfectly fine with, yeah. and little humans, and that was perfect. Is it possible 
to pull a similar story or do a brand new story with the same type of technology and they do what they need to do, uh, uh, getting the animal forms, but there's just humans around. Well, here's the thing. Is it possible? Here's the thing. They can't go original Beast Wars because it was a goofy premise. Right. Literally first season, they literally looked like the animals. (laughs) So when they came up with the trans metals, Uh that was the best thing that they could have fucking done. Right, right, Because the original first season, Cheetor looked like a cheetah. Rhinox looked like a rhino. Optimus Primal looked rat like a trap, fucking looked like a rat. Yes, <laughs> you know, Dinobot looked like a fucking Velociraptor. You know, yeah, yeah. Megatron looked like a T Rex. Everybody looked like their animal counterparts. Yeah. And when they came out, when you know, with the Transmetals hit, it looked better. Like right. it looked cool. It was their robotic form fused with their animal form and then when they transform in their animal form their animal form looked fused with their robot form yeah they did so look better. it was just so much better than season three they came out with transmetal two form mm-hmm. and that looked even more robotic like techno organic yeah. you could say and mm-hmm. then they took that concept and fucking ran with it in beast machines but anyway so i would assume that they're going to go with the the, the techno organic like more techno organic where it's very much kind of like what you got with the dino bots in Fucking um, the Michael Bay. What was it for? Yeah. What? A, um, Age of Extinction. Extinction. Extinct. Extinct. <laughs> extinction. Yeah, yeah. Extinct. As yeah. in fuck that movie. It stinks. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, yeah, it'll probably probably be a little similar. I would to that. assume they would have to go with mm-hmm. the transmetal form. As, but, as long as it's entertaining. As long but, as it's entertaining. Again. I know. Why? Why? What cockamamie bullshit reason are they going to come up with? Because at least it's like as harebrained as as, as a as as fucking ridiculous as a concept as robots in disguise is. Right. At least robots turning into cars makes sense. Right. 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 At Beast Wars, they it's it's still bullshit, but it, they made the bullshit believable they sold the bullshit <laughs> how are they going to sell this bullshit well, live when, action form to general audiences even though we didn't like the designs of the dinobots in age of extinction i um, didn't like the designs of any of the people people um kind of was okay with the design like i don't remember a lot of bad like casuals i don't really remember them going this is so fucking stupid we got a fucking t-rex Running around <laughs> T Rex robots, so I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're they're gonna they're probably this is what I'm thinking they're gonna do. They're gonna do their own story. It's gonna be brand new. It's gonna have nothing to do with the show. Obviously, it's gonna have nothing to do with the comics. But they're gonna steal designs from both. Uh, I mean, that's probably the only thing they're gonna borrow. They'll do as much as what they did with the the Michael Bay films, where yeah. oh, Optimus is a is a yeah is a big rig and. Bumblebee's yellow. <laughs> that's that's yeah. as much as they'll do, probably. Uh, hopefully, so, hopefully it's cool, man. So primal, primal will kind of be ape-like, but right. are they really gonna have like Cheetor and Dinobot and Rat Trap and <laughs> God and our favorite? Rhinox. What's our favorite from the uh, Predacons? Um, Megatron. No, no, no. Well, we love Megatron, but Waspinator. Waspinator. Yeah. Waspinator. <laughs> yeah. Always getting blown up and getting yes. his ass kicked. And he was <laughs> he was the one that got left behind. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. you know, fingers crossed. 
Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, it's 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 entertaining. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, the last movie news oh, God. is this is again just a rumor, and it's one of those rumors. <clears throat> excuse me. That the soon as you hear it, the first thing you think is, okay, who came up with this fake clickbait bullshit? Uh-huh. Like, give me a give me a fucking break, right? Okay. But then. If you think about it a little bit more in terms of agenda, which you just brought up. Yeah. Is it bullshit? Okay. It may not be bullshit. So the rumor we heard recently is that, or that I've heard recently, you haven't heard this. Okay. <clears throat> is that, I mean, first of all, Black Panther, we thought it was very entertaining. Very entertaining film. We did enjoy uh, the Black Panther character more in Civil War. He yes, felt more important definitely. to us. But, you know, everyone's different. But in terms of him having his own solo film, I thought it was entertaining. And despite the wonky, bad CGI, um, it did give us one of the most interesting villains up at, the, up at, the, at that point uh-huh. in the MCU. Uh, so we did enjoy Black Panther. It was, it was an entertaining film. Um and you know he, you know, Black Panther appeared. He had cameos basically after that, right? He was in Infinity War. Uh-huh. He came back in Endgame, but that's all we've seen of Mr. Chadwick Boseman right. uh, playing the character. So the rumor that's going around could be fake, could be true. Okay, is that we're changing it up, and in Black Panther two or or any future Black Panther projects. Shuri is going to be Black Panther. Yeah, you know. What are those, Shuri? Why? <laughs> Come on now. Agenda. Wait, 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 wait. And the rumor is, wait, uh, the rumor wait, is, wait. Chad, she's going to have the mantle. Wait. And the rumor is, Chadwick Boseman is not happy. He's not happy about this. Now... I actually like Shuri. I actually like the character. The character is funny. And I, I love the fact that she's kind of like his cue. She comes up with all the... the cue to James Bond. She comes up with all the gadgets. That's, okay, and That's the sister. That's the, sister. The, the cute, right. adorable little sister. Right. Who's really smart. She yeah, makes all the yeah, gadgets yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I like, I like Shuri the character. I think she's fun. And I think she, she uh, has good chemistry with her brother in that world. But her taking on the mantle of Black Panther, yeah, that I, yeah. Now, see, now, what are you thinking right now? Are you like, okay, this is clickbait, this is bullshit, that someone's just trying to, you know, or is I, it a possibility? I feel like I feel like Chadwick probably, rightfully so, asked for a raise, and Marvel said, "Oh fuck you, mm-hmm. we're we're going with your sister." This feels like a ploy. Do you think so? This feels like what? But but he does, but here's the thing. Mm. He, here's the thing. Black Panther made five billion gajillion dollars. Okay, so give him the guy a fucking raise. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> like, if that's what he asked for, we're just speculating. right this now. This just sounds like something like a punishment. I don't or, know. Or is this agenda? This because because Brie Larson wants her all female um, Avengers film, so let's get it started. We got our female Black Panther. There you go, what? Shuri. 
why would you okay now now we're getting into that really awkward territory where why would you fuck over a character that's fairly well established yes. in Black Panther and people like 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 <laughs> I have I have extreme issue like I I was really excited when I heard that uh Taika Waititi was coming back for for Thor uh 4 yes okay because it has a shot of being decent. Until I found out what happened with that. Oh. With Natalie Portman. Right. right I don't right. give a shit if it's part of the comics. Yeah. You can go fuck yourself with the <laughs> comics. I don't care. I don't read the comics. I don't care. <laughs> Captain Marvel has a very su- successful run in the comics, which is open to debate because some people say the Captain Marvel comics now are great. Some people say it's shit. I don't give a shit. I don't uh-huh. follow the fucking comics. Yeah. Okay? I do not care about these dead-eyed waif women who come in who just come and go and have all this shit to say Uh and throw their non-weight around and you know don't like the way things are done and this and that and oh but you know they're everyone's gonna kiss my ass so now i want to come back and all that i don't give a shit Right, right so now i don't give a shit about this next thor film right okay so like a, so you you're know, gonna throw away yeah. Chris Hemsworth, which his contract is up anyway. Yeah. But now we're going to this this love and you have, thunder. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So yeah. you've got these well-established in-universe characters yes. like Thor, and now Black Panther. Black Panther T'Challa, where you have this mantle, mm-hmm. where okay, fine. Technically, if you can wield the the hammer, you can be Thor. Whatever, right, whatever. Right. If you want to put it that way. Yeah. If you have Tony Stark's armor, that makes you Iron Man now. If you have Cap's shield, that makes you Captain America now. Fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever happened to taking a piece of somebody's uniform or thing or mantle Uh and making it your own character? Why can't she be her own character? Right. Like, is she going to have... Is that what she's she's going to be called, Black Panther? I don't know. All I know is... The rumor. Like, if his contract's up and he doesn't want to stick around because that pay raise ain't coming his way, which uh-huh. you're going to give Chadwick Boseman the shaft, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that guy, he's got talent, he's got charisma. Yeah. That motherfucker stole and owned his part in Gods of Egypt. <laughs> okay, stole. That's a bad example. Stole, <laughs> stole a role in a film that was dog shit. <laughs> And he owned it like a boss. He yeah. knew he was in dog yes, shit. Yes, he did know. He knew he, he was in dog he shit. And he was up. like, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to ham it up. I am in dog shit. <laughs> and you know what? I am going to come out smelling like a fucking rose. And he did. That's how good Chadwick Boseman is. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a perfect example of how good of an actor he is. Where you come out of Gods of Egypt. Jamie Lannister didn't come out smelling like no fucking rose. Jamie Lannister looked like he was... I don't want to talk him. about Jamie Lannister because it makes me think of Game of Thrones. I am aware of that. Fuck Game of Thrones. Fucking everybody, anyway. everybody else looked embarrassed, rightfully so, yeah, in that movie. Egypt, I'm right. just saying, you're going to throw him away because... We don't know the we don't know what's going on. I'm just saying this is just speculation. If that's so, again, like to go back to your example of you don't read the comics stuff like that. You don't care if it happened in the comics. Well, I guess at some point, same thing does kind of happen with Shuri. She I don't know if she becomes Black Panther, but she has an important part. 
okay. of being a leader in the comics. Well, but then, but the, my my issue is is that it's too soon. And then okay, there we go. It's back to too that. soon. Then we go back to my my original. Because Black Panther, come on, he didn't even he doesn't even have his own second fucking movie yet. Okay, so now we get now it's we get, too soon for something deeper, like this. Now we go to a deeper problem. Okay. Why are these changes being made in the comics? Is that agenda based? Uh, probably. And if that's the case, yeah. then who gives a shit? <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it because, again, I like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, and I think he deserved another solo movie. You know, at least I mean, come on, this you know, this feels like I mean, it's not as bad as Man of Steel, obviously, or BBS, obviously. It's not that bad, but I'm kind of getting a little bit of that Henry Cavill vibe where he never really got his chance after his origin story, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of getting that vibe a little bit with, with Black Panther. It's like, yeah, he made his cameos, and you know, but he was already the shit when he made his cameos in his other films. Black Panther was his origin story, but let's get another adventure with him, with his the fun-loving sidekick Shuri and the badass, what's it called, uh, the general, his general. You know, she plays the character of Bashone on Walking Dead. Uh, you know, let's get another adventure with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we jumping the gun here and just, oh, we're just going to no, forget it. And, again, going back to the agenda-based thing, here's another one for you. Oh, boy, am I going to get us? No, 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 you already know about this. Oh, okay. Here's another one for you. Why is it all of a sudden we don't want Superman anymore and we're going to start with Supergirl for any future DCEU movies? That was another rumor going around. Like, uh, we, you know, we're done with Henry Cavill. He's off doing The Witcher. You know, we're, we're, we're sweeping that BVS Justice League fodder. That never happened. We're going to sweep it underneath the rug there. Yeah. And we don't have any plans whatsoever to put one of their most popular <laughs> DC Comics characters well, ever. Because suddenly he's not relatable anymore. Yeah, he's suddenly, not relatable. Suddenly nobody in Hollywood... So we're going to go with Supergirl. Suddenly nobody in Hollywood knows how to write for Superman. Yeah. All of a sudden, magically, they were able to do it in fucking, what, 1978? <laughs> I know some people don't like that movie. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. It was boring. It was slow. I know it was slow. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. I get it. But... Still a great movie. Suddenly... <laughs> Suddenly, uh-huh. nobody knows how to write for Superman, and he's just so unrelatable. Okay, how, how about this? How about this? Is the problem no one could write for Superman today in today's era? Batman's easy, easily relatable because uh, everyone can relate to uh, someone who's been through trauma, who someone who suffered, yeah. and you know, it, people can relate to that, right? They can kind of get behind the vigilante aspect a little bit. I always thought Superman was relatable. Is Batman more relatable than him? Sure, but I still I still think Superman's a great character. I I I still thought Henry Cavill had a great shot at being a really good Superman. Yeah. But he never got his chance, and it's literally Man of Steel. Yeah. That's it. Man of Steel is his only good movie. <laughs> And he has a few moments in BVS, but it's after that, it's just that's it. That's it's you're 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 done. So hopefully, the the, the these so-called future agendas will not ruin 
our enjoyment and and love for these characters and you know the 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 genre of superhero films in general. You know what I don't understand. There's so many good movies out there, superhero movies, and there's bad ones too. But you know we wanted to keep going and we want these to be entertaining. You know and bring in a new bring in a new audience. What so you... hopefully, hopefully this Black Panther rumor stays a rumor. What I really don't understand, and this has been going on for. I don't know how many years now, mm. but it definitely started. I mean, I mean, obviously with social media now, you know, social media has been around for a while, obviously. And I know it hit really hard with Ghostbusters 2016. Uh-huh. And the, the thing with that I don't understand about Hollywood when they do stuff like this is that they always want to spin it that it's nothing but oh well any negative feedback we get when we do stuff like this oh it's just man babies who live in basements and stuff like this they never seem to understand like to somebody like me Mm -hmm. i'm not a man baby right i don't live in a basement you live in your mom's basement i'm a female Mm mm-hmm Grown ass woman. That's right. Late thirties. Got your own job. I've been working my paid off, been, your, paid off your own car. I, I pay bills. Mm-hmm. I, I contribute to society. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I've I've I, I I do my thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I I I'm none of those things that you you profess, you know. Right. To me, every time they do stuff like this, it comes across as so disingenuous. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, and this is going to sound really trite, but that scene in the in Avengers Endgame. Right. That final battle. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> when everything was going so beautifully. <laughs> everything. And I, I mean, I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm sitting there in the theater. I'll set the scene. Okay. I'm sitting there in the theater. Avengers Endgame. I'm sitting there in the theater. And all hope, all hope is lost. Uh-huh. And and Cap is just, it's just Cap. Everybody else is it's just Cap. And he's just sitting there and he's like, it's down to me, man. I I know I've got, I don't have a shot in hell, but I'm going to do what I can. And he's about to charge and then he hears Cap. Yeah. Cap, are you there? Yeah. Steve. Yeah. On your left. Right. And it's Falcon. Mm-hmm. And then the portals start to open and you hear that teeny tiny little portals theme from Alan Silvestri that, yeah. that he started off with at the beginning of the film three, Panth- three and a half years ago. Black Panther comes in with his crew, and, Doctor and, Strange. And you see all the portals start to open yep. and the music swells up to this amazing crescendo. It was great. And all Audience this cheered. shit comes up. And Audience then, cheered. you know, fucking Cap, Avengers assemble, everybody charges and the fucking music, the fucking Avengers theme comes up and everybody charges and Thanos gets his crew and everybody charges from the other end and I'm sitting here going... I forgive you, film, for all of your flaws. Yeah, yeah. I forgive you for making my ass go numb for three and a half hours. I forgive you for your time travel bullshit that I don't buy for a second and you waved away with your hands in two seconds worth of dialogue. Film, this is why I've been sitting here for 11 years waiting for the payoff. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, mm, yes, 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 nerdgasm, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and what almost ruined it, huh. what took it out of the, what took me out of the film, Suddenly the women form a line. Yeah. Women who have not even seen each other before. Right. And suddenly they have a quote-unquote moment where they all band together and fight. 
for no reason other than yeah. they're women. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this was supposed to be empowering to me because I have boobs. <laughs> and it was such a disingenuous <laughs> moment for me. Where I'm just like, movie, you nearly fucked it up. And it seems so fake. And that that scene... Yeah. Like, if they had history. If they had history, maybe it would not have been as, as bad. It was but like, they have not met each other. It was A lot of that the, scene in Infinity yeah. War yeah, yeah. was pushing it right, for right. me. When, when Black Widow... And uh, uh, what's her name? What's her fucking name? Bichonne. Michonne. What's her name? She's Bashone now. Oh God! What's her? <laughs> what's Bashone's name? And the I can't the, think right fuck, now. Fuck, man! We're yeah. fucking IMDb. Yes, fashion. it's fine. Go and ahead. you know, uh, and uh, 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 Wanda yeah. had that moment mm-hmm. where Wanda's about to, you know, and she's like, "Here you are alone." And then all of a sudden, Michonne and Black Widow show up, and Black Widow's like, "She's not alone." And then they start, they all have their little three-way. Yeah. At least yeah. Black Widow knew Wanda. Yeah. And at that point, Black Widow had been in, they'd all been in Wakanda they've for a little been, bit. They've all been there. They they'd all, been, all been on the battlefield yeah. for a while now. And they'd yeah. all been fighting the same enemy for long enough yeah. to where it was like, okay. And, you know, uh, what was her, Shiri? She was upstairs yeah. trying to yeah. help Shiri. Vision. Yeah, you know, so they everybody knew each other. Yeah, so it wasn't too much of a stretch that you'd have that little girl power moment. Right. So that wasn't that bad. No. Like it was a moment. It, it, we didn't. It was cr- a girl power moment. But we didn't cringe. But though. it wasn't. Uh, we didn't cringe. Oh, we got fifteen ladies on the battlefield that have a moment for no reason <laughs> because titties, <laughs> because estrogen, estrogen power. <laughs> For women, you know, and and that's what all of these things I was enjo- come across. To I me. was enjoying the the fact seeing the, those female characters kicking ass when just when they were out there with the men separate that in the main that, battle. That, all of that was I enjoyed fun. all of that. I was like, I was like, oh shit, what you call from Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy fighting over there? Yeah, yeah. What you call over there? Doing her mind. Power I was all for it on the big guys. Yeah. And she was doing her. Th- everybody doing their yeah. thing separately was fine. Yeah. But them all forming a chain <laughs> to do their what they're, get, they're getting know? ready for female but Avengers. That's what everything <laughs> feels like to me when right. Hollywood does this. Yeah. And it feels and forced. they spin it as. Cave dwelling man babies or basement dweller dwelling man babies. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is, it's like, yeah, okay, you're going to have some of that. You're going to have 1% of people that are just trolls and that do that. Oh, yeah. But there are a lot of people like me mm-hmm. who genuinely see that as bullshit when right. you do shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's cute. I don't find it. And Ghostbusters was almost like the catalyst where it became like. I literally saw somebody when I used to be on Facebook defend Ghostbusters 2016, mm-hmm. even There's though fans. even though it, it was not a good film. There's fans. People thought it was when you when you when you watch when you when you see Ghostbusters 2016, there was no script. Mm-hmm. It was mostly ad libbed. Right. They might have had a storyline, but there was that movie is infamous for taking hours. To get a single scene. Right. Because of all the outtakes from the, the improvising that they did right, on that film. Right, right. The, 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 the humor is dubious at best mm-hmm. because everybody's just improvising. There was no like solid you know, script and right. dialogue. There was none of it. But 
oh, women like, some women were defending, oh, because it shows that the women can do it too. Women can do whatever the fuck they want, but yeah. just because they do something like this doesn't make it good. Right. You're basically saying, I will accept anything mm -hmm. that a woman does, whether it's good or bad, right. just because a woman did it. And that's a terrible standard. Yeah. That is a terrible standard for mm -hmm. women to have. Right. This to say that, oh, well, a woman did it, and because a woman did it, I will like it and support it. It doesn't mean it, it's, it doesn't make it doesn't make it good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. Right. It's like that fucking horror movie anthology that we saw where it was none of the female my. directors. Oh my god, that was terrible. Can you imagine if we went that? on our channel was and that? said, "I have to support this because women <laughs> directed it and I'm a woman. Oh, we that? all have boobs, so I have to support the boobs." <laughs> Was it XX? Something like that, yeah. Something, that was It terrible. was something like that. That was really bad. But I'm just saying, that's a terrible standard yeah. and mentality to have. Right. That you can just like say, well, it's a woman now, so you have mm -hmm. to support it. No. Yeah. I want a reason to. Yeah. And I that have the same standard for, believe it or not, I have the same standard for male characters. Like, yeah. I'm not the biggest you know, X and X fan just because they're X and X. It's like, I need right. a reason to. It's like, yeah. I, I you like... You like this guy because you like the way he acts. You like this guy because he's, he's a good comedic actor. You know? Yeah. It's like, you I... You like this guy because he's a badass martial artist. I, I... It's like yeah. Captain There's America... Be a reason. The, the character of Captain America, I didn't give two shits about. Right. Until his movies started, like, really growing on me. Yeah. And it was like, by the time Captain America's story ended, it was like, oh my God. I was yeah. I was there, right. and even Thor, mm -hmm. the character is growing on me. Like yeah. Ant Man, I can take it or leave. Yeah, Doctor Strange yeah. at this point, I haven't had enough time with him. I could take it or leave. It's Spider Man, he's cute, but it's yeah. like, eh, you know, I'm not like so attached. Right. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But it's like, it's just you know, you got to earn that shit. Yeah. And with the women, it's almost like they say, well, like with Brie Larson's case, they were just like, oh, slam dunk. We have an Oscar winner now, mm -hmm. and she's our first female-led character in the MCU, so everyone's going to love her. I have a question. Her movie, despite what we thought about it, uh, made maybe, no, well, not more money than Black Panther, but it did. It was in the billion. It was over a billion, yeah. It was over a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. here's, here's my question. For a movie that was that successful, over a billion dollars, that's a lot of money. Uh-huh. Why isn't this sequel greenlit and done right away? I've heard they've already lost their directors. They've already lost their directors? They're not having the same directors back. What happened? Don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know how studios are. Yeah, I know. If something's that successful, oh, yeah. greenlit green that sequel, let's do it next year. Why is there this delay? I think, I think deep down, I know they don't want to admit anything. No. They will never admit that that movie was not that good. Right. That the movie was mediocre. Right. I can't say the movie was a complete, like, utter trash. No, there's worse superhero films but than Captain Marvel. But the, the truth of the matter is, yeah. for an MCU outing, yeah. this was a C-grade film. Yeah. It was just not that good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I when you had the best of, when oh. you were doing the best of clips. Oh, for the our YouTube channel? Yeah. I had forgotten what I had said about the film because we've only seen it once. And when I rant... How could you forget Twat Waffle? No, I remember Twat Waffle, yeah. obviously. But when I, when I watch a film and I have a very strong opinion about it and I do a rant for a video, I tend to spew out my bile 
and then I forget about it. Right. And if I don't watch a video for a long time, that movie was, what, early last year? Yeah. I will forget anything I said with the exception of Captain Potwaffle and Captain Mistakes Were Made. You want to hear something funny? What up? When um, (laughs) we were putting together our best of 2019 movie podcast, I was looking back at the the whole list of movies that came out in 2019 mm. I completely forgot Captain Marvel came out that year I thought it was the year before for some reason so uh, they had, yeah it had, had to come out before Endgame and <laughs> well, that's why, I know, we, were, that's I why know. we were so worried but I forgot I but, completely forgot yeah no it's a forgettable film yeah. and that's the thing I think deep down they will never admit it but they know that that movie was not that good and and like I said you know watching that best of like you just hate women I had for apparently I had <laughs> forgotten like I had forgotten how much that movie irritated me. Like, it wasn't just her and her character being so just nothing. Yeah. But just the structure of the film, the way they used the music, just mm-hmm. everything in general was just like, woof. Yeah. You know, I had forgotten all about that. Um, but I think they know that the movie was not that good. And the only reason it made so much, like, some people were speculating that Disney Marvel bought out some theaters. That's I heard that. Some I mean some were I heard that, that rumor. But I mean yeah, we'll never, you know. never know. We'll never know if that was true. But never know. I just can't believe that that kind of a film mm-hmm. made that kind of money overseas. Yeah. Because overseas, I know because here's the thing. Okay. Movies that movies that tend to like American films that tend to go well overseas, like the Transformers movies. Yeah. I can kind of understand why they're big overseas, even though I can't fucking stand them, mm-hmm. is because they're big, they're loud, yeah. they're explosions, they're, candy. they're like fast, mm. they're blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You can just go there and escape for blah, 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 you know, two and a half yeah. hours, whatever. It doesn't matter. The story doesn't matter. The plot, no. the dialogue, the characters do not matter. No. This movie had none of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This movie does not have that overseas draw. Like, mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, breaks that language barrier. Right. That you right. come to expect from... Because all the big special effects stuff really was until the very end. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just like, how... I was really expecting this movie to tank overseas. And I yeah. cannot believe that overseas ended up really pulling it out. Well, it is Marvel. I guess. And you had to see it for Endgame. I guess at that was this another, point. That was another draw. I guess at this point. So what we're trying to say is that we love superhero films when they're done right. <laughs> and we have our fingers crossed for this phase four yeah. we got going here. Hopefully we get some good stuff for Marvel for I MCU. I have not seen I the want, trailer I for, want. No second trailer for Black Widow yet. I have not seen that. No, we haven't seen it. But we're all, we, the first trailer, we're already in. So we're, we're, we're all in. It looks it looks fun. Black Widow does look fun, and uh, fingers crossed for the DCEU that doesn't exist. But few future projects, man. I I I know I'm probably gonna get, get a lot of backlash for this. I can't help it. I'm kind of getting excited for Batman. Ah. I'm kind of getting excited. Matt Reeves already posted his. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, we call that thing. Oh, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Take one, take two, do hickey. Yeah, I don't. Know <laughs> I can't think right now. Yeah. Um, that production has started. Yeah. Kind of. Because we love Batman so fucking much, it's like 
I can't, I can't help but to at least get a little bit excited, you know, just just because it's happening, and hopefully, you know, we got some good actors in this. Yeah, you know, we we our, our faith has been, you know, we have a little bit more faith now now that we see Pattinson act in stuff that's not Twilight. Yeah, so you know, I just hope it's fucking cool, man. I really hope it's kick ass. And, uh, you know, I was thinking the other day, Mm. if this movie, The Batman, is really good, really good, Mm -hmm. Pattinson knocks it out of the park, the directing's great, what you call does a good Selena Kyle, overall, we got a great Penguin, we got, I mean, overall, it's a great movie, right? Mm -hmm. And critics love it, it does buku bucks at the box office. God damn Ben Affleck. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) I feel so sorry for him. Damn it. You know, come on. You know that's got to hurt. At least Jared Leto's getting a second chance with fucking Morbius. Yeah. And I'm I'm really intrigued and interested to see that as well. Yeah. But damn it. Yeah. It's got to hurt. If this Batman's really successful, yeah, and I I feel sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. And I know, I know, I know. Some people will vehemently disagree with me on this. Um, I will defend him in BVS. I I think I will defend Ben Affleck's Batman in BVS. I was the first one. I was the first. Me one too. To roll my eyes in disgust when I heard Ben Affleck hearing was being ben, cast as Batman. Hearing Ben Affleck cast as Batman ruined my day. It was like the it first... It ruined my day at work. It was almost <laughs> It was almost the same... It was actually worse than when I heard about Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. Oh, yeah. Because I knew who Ben Affleck was more yes. than who I knew who Heath Ledger was. Yes, Geely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ben Affleck had more of a reputation than Heath Ledger. Like, when Heath Ledger was cast, I knew him as, oh, that... Heartthrob, who was the gay cowboy. That's right. literally because he did Brokeback Mountain. Right. And right, it was right. like, oh, because that, I, if you don't remember, Brokeback Mountain was a huge deal when it came out. Yeah, yeah. The gay cowboy movie. Right. And that's what it was called back then. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so when I heard about that, I was like, I even posted a meme on Facebook back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the. Uh, yeah, about uh, just about the news because it was just like so absurd. Yeah, that that was DC's big plan. That was their big plan was to cast Ben Affleck as Batman, mm-hmm. skinny ass, scrawny, little boy <clears throat> faced Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And and then you know you started seeing, my day. and then you started seeing you know production stills you started you, they started posting a photo of the cowl and mm-hmm. how the outfit was going to look and it's like oh the outfit's looking good and then yeah. you saw a photo of the batmobile and was like the visuals what in the VBS fuck? are great and then i remember they showed a photo of him in the suit and mm-hmm. he really like had that with like that that shot where he's kind of looking down right, you right. couldn't really quite see his yeah. face mm-hmm. but it was like ooh yeah. We're looking good here. Looking scary. And it was like the more you were seeing so of huge. it, the more I was seeing of it, the more intrigued I was getting. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I, I had a lot of issues 
the first time I saw BVS theatrically, yeah, yeah, we had so many issues with BVS theatrically that we had to go see it again the next week to wrap our heads around it because <laughs> theatrically, BVS was a fucking mess. Yeah, and yeah. the the truth is for us personally, of all the issues that BVS had, Ben Affleck was not one of them. No, no, nope. he was. If he was one of the best things, yeah, for us. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those. Well, I was wrong. Yeah, I was fucking wrong, and I, I, I was wrong. I admit it. And and then Justice League happened. And then <laughs> and that's the thing about Justice League. <laughs> I know exactly what happened in Justice League. Joss uh, fucking Whedon happened because Joss Whedon came in. Yeah. and told Ben Affleck, oh, oh, by the way, can you can you play Bruce Wayne as Tony Stark? Yeah. Could you could you go ahead and read all of your lines like Tony Stark for me? Thanks, Ben. Thanks, that's great. <laughs> and Ben's like, oh, sure, yeah. I'm just going to go back to my trailer and drink a pint of vodka if that's okay with you. <laughs> and, you know, if you, watch the, if you watch both films, you can't tell me that his character wasn't drastically altered and that was not a directing choice. Okay, you cannot tell me that that's what happened. Yeah. And you can't... Don't don't give me that bullshit. Oh, well, he changed because at the end of BVS, he was like, oh, well, you know, I... You know, I... Superman died and, you know, I let him down and blah, blah, blah. And so when he goes to find the Justice League, you know, to protect the planet, uh, he's a different man. No. No, it's bullshit. It's called bad directing. And he yeah. was giving bad directing by a director who did not need to be directing the right. film that he was given. And I thought he was fantastic yeah. in BBS. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was just like, oh man, I'm getting a little bit excited. You know, this, this, might, this might be cool, you know? And then I thought about Ben. I was like, I thought about that damn sad Batman meme. Yeah. And that was and that was for after BVS. We haven't yeah. even gotten to Suicide Squad or Justice League yet, uh, and it was already sad Batman memes. Now imagine this being huge. Imagine, like this this could be the Gerald the Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix Joker thing. Like, you know, Jared yeah. Leto's getting his second chance now as Morbius. Yeah. But look at the success and praise Joaquin got. Yeah, and it's like fuck, Jared. <laughs> like, damn it, yeah. you know. But anyway, we're getting off track here. But the Black Panther two rumor news turned into let's talk about everything news. But that's what that's, we do. That is, that's is, what the that's, point of the podcast. This, it would not. We talk be, about cinema. It would not be a video or a podcast or any kind of discussion between us without us going completely off the rails <laughs> in a completely different stratosphere. It's fun. But yeah, fingers crossed for any future properties. I am disappointed. I am disappointed uh, that Bloodshot is PG thirteen. <laughs> oh Bloodshot my God. is PG thirteen. Oh. Uh, 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 the name of the movie is Blood. Blood shot and shot. And the character can get fucked up like Wolverine and regenerate himself. His head could be. You get a shotgun, put to his head, and blow up his head. Take those two words. And his head. Reforms. Take those two And they words. decided to make that a PG-13 movie. So, those two sure. words are not typically associated with, you know, PG-13. <laughs> Blood shot. It's tailor-made for an R-rated fi- like film, but, you know, fuck us. What do we know? <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that's entertaining. I don't know. I- I'm, pr- I'm still going to go see it, though. 
because I'm curious, you know, and we got to review it. So. And you like wasting your money. And I like wasting my money. Now, finally, uh, to get to the, the section I'm sure all you guys have been waiting for, I've been curious about, <laughs> the Martial Arts Movie Marathon. That went horribly wrong. <laughs> For me, it did. I don't know. Well, for you, yeah. It went terribly wrong, <laughs> off the rails, and I gave up. So, you know, we're, we're fans. You guys know us, okay? We are fans of martial arts movies, action cinema, all that good stuff. Watch our the Movie Dojo episodes on YouTube. You guys know we love, we love the good shit, all right? The shit that scratches the fucking itch. Well, once in a while, on uh, several weekends that we actually have free time, when we're not working... Uh, we like to have, you know, just for fun, shits and giggles. If we're not out and about going to see movies in the theater, uh, we like to have little movie marathons at home. Yeah, or just to I, watch stuff. And when I don't have a migraine and I'm ruining all of our weekend plans, <laughs> we, we actually like to watch movies, yes. <laughs> and it could be, you know, it depends on what mood we're in. It could be horror movie marathon night. It could be B-movie night. It could be... Old movie night. Old movie night, which we'll get to. Uh, but, you know, I was like, you know what? I got so many damn martial arts movies I haven't even got to see or watch yet, so let's just have some fun. And I invited some fellas over, and uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll slowly go through what happened. Okay, yeah. so so don't kill us, don't, especially me. I know you guys. I know you guys listen to probably like you guys are insane. All these movies are A pluses. They're five out of five stars. You guys are nuts. But, you know, to each his own, we have to be honest, all right? We're always honest, all right? I think I'm going to get more flack than anything. <laughs> I think you'll be Well, fine. you kind of have some of your reasons. I here. think you'll be fine, though. All right, so um, it was just me and you. Uh, the the, the, the fellas yeah. slowly came in uh, to visit and sit and watch movies with us. We got Sexy Sumo. We had, uh, what's called, our boy, Edgar Eggshen Montalvo. <laughs> and uh, that was it. That was it, huh? I think that's all. I think that was it. Yeah, so we had some cancellations, but either way, we you know invited some people over just to, to have some good martial arts movie marathon day, an exciting day, day of excitement, badassity, day of fun. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the idea. That's what, what I hope. That was the plan. That was the plan. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I haven't watched the Blu-ray yet, and I haven't seen this movie in so long. Uh, is one of my favorites, Sonny Chiba movies, classic, grindhouse, uh, Japanese exploitation <laughs> flicks called The Street Fighter. That's mm -hmm. right. Came out in 1974, uh, directed by Shigehiro Osawa. I apologize for fucking up the name. And Lady Fat Blood has not seen this movie. Correct. Right. So I was like, you know what? Let's start off old school, right? Let's get the old school out here. Right. See where shit has started. See where where it began. Right. Right? Before we get to the modern day stuff. And we had a blast. Right. We had a blast. We had a lot of fun. I, like I said, I haven't seen that movie in years. And I was just like, man. You were scaring me because you were like, you've well, not seen Sonny Chiba like this before. I'm just warning you. Yes. You'll never see Sonny Chiba in the same light again. I'm like, oh my God, what is he going to be like? This awful, terrible person where... He's like irredeemable, and he's like this <laughs> bastard of a character. And no, it wasn't like that. He he was kind of like an antihero in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah. And 
he could be kind the, of he could be kind of a jerk, and if you look at it a certain way, yeah, he was not a nice guy. Yeah, he wasn't like Teddy Suruki. Yeah, he wasn't a like a, a great person or anything like that. But yeah, just just he just wants to get paid for his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, don't fuck with him. Don't fuck his don't fuck his money over. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'm gonna grab your sister and he'll get he'll get, a, he'll get someone uh, violated. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Um, yes, but it's you know the plot basically you have this tough karate master Teddy Surugi. He takes it upon himself to protect a a late businessman's daughter from the yakuza, basically, uh, with his uh, famous sidekick, Rat Nose. Yes, <laughs> famous sidekick. <laughs> Yeah, so they, you know they were funny together, but you know what I what I really really meant was, you. I mean, be honest. Have you ever have you seen Sonny Chiba act that no, way? No, it was in any other Sonny Chiba movies we watched over. Kick out of it because he was just so he was just so there. Yeah, he was so intense. Yes, and the faces he was pulling <laughs> just to like gather all of his karate energy. Yes, the swag. Oh, yeah. that too. Now, now, now. What what did you see? Do you remember what you said when you saw the way Sonny Chiba's, how his face expressions, how he was looking and acting? Do you remember what you said? That's what that reminds me of. Do you remember? Mm. You said that Sonny Chiba was channeling his evil Shatner. <laughs> yes. Oh, evil, evil Captain Kirk. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Evil Captain Kirk face expressions. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Which right. I could not stop seeing. That's right. After you mentioned that, I could not stop seeing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, but Sonny Chiba is uh, uh, one of our favorites, and it was great seeing him in this movie. Movie's a lot of fun. You have over-the-top characters. Uh, so over-the-top that you thought maybe it was based off of a manga. I'm not sure it, about if, if that's true it or just, not. It had that feeling. But then again, it was the 70s. It, yeah. But it, so. it, the way he was... Um, the way... The way he was uh, expressing the the power and demonstrating yeah. the power of karate and what it could do, yes. and how great it was, yeah, yeah. it had that feeling of this is how manga goes about demonstrating how powerful it can be. It, yeah. It's like a trope. And, and, it's a trope anime now. Too. Anime it's a trope too, yeah. now in anime, mm-hmm. in that, oh, yeah. in how anime tends Baki to be. the grappler. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of those tend to be based off of manga mm-hmm. and how it's. Oh my God, he's doing the da, 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 technique. It's only one in a million people can do right, it. Right, da, 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 da. Right, it's like it's right. very tropey. Right. But I mean, you know, yeah. it could very well have been its own right. thing, and that's yeah. just it. Just stemmed from that, and maybe mm-hmm. a manga was inspired by yes. that. I don't know. But if you guys are unaware of the Street Fighter film, uh, no relation to the video game, Street Fighter, <laughs> no rela- no 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 connectivity. Uh, but we highly recommend you if you guys love just fun martial art badassity old school movies. The Street Fighter, the original. Make sure you watch the uncut version. Um, that's the one to start with because the movie's got everything. The movie has. He knocks a guy's teeth out. He makes his he makes him spit his teeth out. He punches a guy on top of his forehead, and you see an X-ray view of the skeleton of the skull getting punched in the head. <laughs> we have a uh, 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 Chiba rips this guy's dick off because he was trying to rape some chick. He survives a car a <laughs> yeah. fall in a car. Yes, by bracing himself by doing a karate breathe. Yes, and and does this goofy face, and his yeah. friend in the meanwhile gets severely <laughs> injured. Because he yeah. didn't do a karate yes. maneuver and prep himself yes. for the impact. He so. did the karate, karate 
strengthening breathing technique. That's right. To brace himself. Don't climb out of the car mm. when the crane when the villains have the crane and they're pushing the car over the bridge. Don't climb out of it, out of the window or anything. No. Just sit there. Fuck it. You're, he's that badass. Fuck it. I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna That's do the right. breathing technique. Yes, you brace ca- for that. Coughed impact. up a loogie there. Yes. Yeah, and he was perfectly fine after yes. the car fell over. To you know, they should be dead. His friend got fucked up. But he's he's, he's Terry Shirugi. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Yes. Ripping throats out. Yes. Fighting in the rain. Big body count. It, it, it's 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 a it's a good time. So we started off great. Yes. <laughs> and the next film. Yes. In the first five minutes, <clears throat> I thought we were going somewhere, and I thought we have potential. You talking about Revenger? Yes. Uh, 2018's Revenger. Uh, you can watch this film on Netflix if you guys are curious about it. Uh, directed by Seung Won Lee, starring Bruce Kahn. Again, I apologize for those uh, for those mispronunciations of because those names. Because initially, okay. the plot was set up very quickly within the okay. first five minutes, where you've got this dude. He he's set up to be this. You know, he his wife and his daughter were killed, and he went on this killing spree looking right. for the dude. He that, used to be a cop. That he, he, a cop. he went on this killing spree looking for the dude that killed his family. Mm-hmm. And so he got sent to this this penal colony island with all yeah. these other criminals. To, no to, escape, Ray Liotta style. To find the guy that was responsible for killing his family. Right. And then he finds this little girl and he saves this little girl who's, who's trying to protect her mom, whose yes. mom was trying to protect her, but her mom gets really fucked up trying yeah. to save her. And initially, the setup is, oh, we're going to get that traditional, oh, he's lost his family, mm-hmm. but he's going to, he's gonna you know, try to go after the dude that killed his family. But in the meantime, he's going to form this bond with these this two people right. who've lost their dad and their husband. Yes. And there's nothing but inmates and, on the island. And if they had they left it. They have formed tribes. And if they had left it there, <laughs> it would have been fine. And we all would have been fine. But very, very quickly, we descended into something very, very different. Yeah. And it fell off the rails very, very quickly yes. for me. Because, well, I was kind of there with you, not as annoyed as you were, but I was kind of like, man, this guy's so badass. We had this opening fight sequence, and it was very serious of tone. And and then all of a sudden, it was just like, what are we doing now? We were surrounded, he, we were surrounded yeah. by an island full of droppos. Droppos? <laughs> If you guys are not familiar with the the Droppo name, watch an old movie called... Actually, don't watch it. Watch the Mystery Science Theater version or Rift Track version of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes, that is a movie that exists. And there's a forced comedy character that will make you want to kill yourself called Droppo. So if you ever got, if you guys ever want to hear us... If you ever hear us say, oh, that guy's the Droppo character... For this movie, now you know what we're Basically, talking about. Basically, before Jar Jar Binks, there was Droppo. Yeah, before Jar Jar Binks, there was Droppo. Yeah. And but yeah, the tone, we were like, what is happening? And it's it, like, what is? where's this comedy coming from? In the next from? hour and 40, 50 minutes, whatever, however long this movie yeah. was, the film was literally a, a tug of war between tones. Yes. And the movie could not pick a tone. It could not pick a tone. And yeah. that is what completely just drug it. It plucked me out of the out of yeah. the film, and I could not settle back into the movie after that. Right, and I right. I didn't give a shit after that. And I my couldn't. my issue with Revenger, uh, I still rec I, uh, I still have to recommend it if you guys are curious and watch it for free on Netflix, just to see the fight sequences uh, because 
when there's fighting, the fight sequences are, are badass, and you didn't even see the last two finale fights. You walked out. <laughs> you walked out, and you went to do something else. And I was up here watching it. But, oh, it was Mike. Big Mike was here. Ah. Big Mike came to stop by. And we're, we're, we were watching it. With, well, I was watching it with Big Mike. Yeah. And the best two fight sequences, you just, you didn't even see. You walked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but there's this amazing fight sequence where the, the, the main villain's... Uh, all the inmates that are basically his bitches, they go to the tribe, uh, or they go to the inmates where the little girl and the mother are at, and they're taking over their little area, the little village hut area, and they're mm. fucking everybody up. And Bruce Khan comes out there with blades and swords, and it's like, whoa. Like, it's like, holy shit, this is a fucking amazing badass fight sequence. We even got a motherfucking humpback character <laughs> two double-bladed swords trying to okay. <laughs> villain trying to fight bruce Khan, and he fucks them up and it's just like holy fucking shit okay my pro and then the end finale fight when he fights the main villain at the end is long lengthy lengthy brutal and pretty pretty satisfying okay my problem with the movie was i mean obviously for you it was tone yeah for me i just did not care what was happening in between the fight scenes now, you'd think with a lot of martial arts films, especially old school martial arts movies, some of them, the plots are amazing or the plots are simple to follow and they're in, in, entertaining. And a lot of times the plots are very basic and can be bland and you don't really care because you want to get to the next amazing fight sequence. Yeah. I'm used to that. Yeah. But that's old school. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with improving that now. Now, not every martial arts movie has to have an amazing story with amazing characters because you're there for the fight scenes. A.K.A. Triple Threat. Yeah. All right? That plot was a, 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 was a train dumpster wreck. Fire. It was a dumpster fire. Yeah. But it was nice to see the, the our, you know, get a couple of dream matches with some of our favorite martial artists in Triple Threat. So... But it was just like okay, I'll you know just skip to the you know, just oh, just get to the next fight scene. But the problem with me, the fight sequences towards the end of the movie were way too far in between. Mm-hmm. Like it was like okay, I'm not I'm not in pain with the plot synopsis of the story that's going on right now. I just don't care. But we were waiting for like thirty minutes. There were like thirty minute gaps yeah. in between the next fight, and I'm just like okay, yeah. <sighs> like yeah. all right when the fighting came again when the fighting came it was good and i still recommend you guys check it out just out of curiosity um but it was kind of disappointing because it was just like yeah such a badass character man yeah, I, he, I, this he is the had, first time i've seen bruce yeah Khan. and he had a really good presence and a good yes. look too like he had that look of yeah. oh yeah that guy yeah he could be a, a stone cold killer yes for whatever reason yeah he could either be a good guy or a bad guy yeah. Doesn't matter. Just imagine the plot of No Escape with Ray Liotta, one of the most underrated action films, in, in my opinion. Um, just but just imagine Ray Liotta being Bruce Khan, <laughs> just yeah. um, just a really bad badass martial arts badass, you know, and, and making those action sequences even more exciting. But with but the difference between No Escape and this one, I was interested and invested what was happening in the plot. Yeah. With no escape. Compared to this, I was just like, dude, when are we getting to the next fight? Yeah. So, Revenger, not horrible, just I will never watch it again. Right. All right, next up we have Reborn. Which I missed basically which... entirely until the very end. Yeah. So I, can't even, I can't even talk about this one. <laughs> I'll briefly go over it then. What happened to you? I 
I think I were took you asleep? A, I took a nap in the other room. You took a nap. I tapped, that's when you left. When, I, I Revenger. Yeah. I think I walked out and I just went to the other room yeah. and took a nap. You got tired of the tribe of Dropos yes. that kept hovering on our Bruce Conn character. Yes. And you so said, I gave Fuck up. It. I'm gonna go to sleep. I just took a nap for a little bit. Yeah. And then I came back at the tail end of Reborn, and so I didn't know what was going on. You know. Okay. So, so Reborn yeah. came out in 2016. It was directed by Yuji Shimomura. Uh, starring Tak Sakaguchi, a uh, fan favorite. Uh, he's very popular, especially in the cult film sect. If you guys have never seen Versus, I highly recommend you guys check that out, as well as Aragami as well. Yakuza Weapon. He's been in a lot of low-budget films, but he is a badass. He is fun to watch. So Tak Sakaguchi is fun to watch. Now this one, again, it's the plot. The, now, this plot is definitely better than Revenger. It's more interesting than Revenger. But it's it's not necessarily a great plot. But the problem I had with Reborn was pacing. Mm. Right? Now, it wasn't as bad as waiting 30-minute gaps with Revenger between the next fight. But the pacing and how the movie told its story seemed slower, like like way slower mm. than Revenger. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm invested a little bit, but I'm not like all in, you know what I mean? I'm, cu- I'm more curious just to see where the story ends up, mm. right? So with the plot with Reborn is you have a legend, a covert soldier with a mysterious past now decides to once again unleash his beast inside of him to stand up for what he cares about. So you kind of have uh, Tak Sakaguchi, who's this badass, uh, but you, <laughs> at first we were kind of like, does he not remember who he is because he's going to see a shrink, he's having these images of him and dreams of him fighting a whole bunch of dudes in the forest, uh, you know, but it's just mostly... He's just there to protect, I believe it was his niece. I don't think it was his little sister. I think it was his niece. Um, he's there to protect her. But the uh, mercenary group that he used to work for is basically coming after him because he left. That's the simplest, most way I can explain the plot, right? Mm-hmm. So they come after him. Now, the good news with Reborn is the fight sequences are breathtaking. They're fast chaotic, insanely choreographed, but yet you could still see everything, which is amazing in its own, like, that's that's just like, wow, because usually it'd be just, oh, it's chaos, blah, 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 arms and knives and limbs flailing all over the place, and you're just like, okay, what, what's happening, okay, I guess he killed those three people, but in Reborn, it's shot in a way where you can clearly see every movement that he's doing during the chaos. The fights, I highly recommend you guys check out Reborn, the fight sequences are, are, are very well done. It's just the story's average. The story's not terrible. It's just kind of average. My issue with <laughs> Reborn is... This is a nitpick. This is a minor nitpick. Uh, was uh, he would do these warming up exercises. Like movements. Mm-hmm. So he would move his shoulders almost like in a John Moxley... Kind of oh, shoulder, yeah. I, I like did he, like a shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he moved his left one back, <laughs> his right one back, his left one back. Yeah. And what was cool about the movie was when he first started doing it, it was like he was cracking, like you crack your neck, like you're getting ready to fight or you're getting ready to stretch or something like that. Or I'm getting ready to rant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. What? 
when I'm getting ready to rant, I'll when you get yeah, when you're getting ready to rant on something, yeah, yeah, you do that movement, right? Yeah. So earlier in the movie, he's like he's just walking down like. He leaves the bar. He's walking down the middle of this alleyway, and you have, you have all these person in the phone booth, person over here, this older lady, whatever, and they're all assassins waiting for him to walk down there. So he kind of knows they're there. So he's walking like normally, and all of a sudden he starts doing that shoulder rub, you know, cracking his bones and shit. And then blah 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 blah, blah and t- fucking takes everyone out. It's fucking cool. And then towards the the end of the the finale fight in the forest, which was amazing. Um, well, the third act fight. He does it again, except this time he's using it in his movements when he has when he has weapons. So he's doing that movement when he has weapons, getting mm-hmm. loose, you know, loosey goosey. Yeah, basically. But when he ends up fighting the main guy, and I forgot what they call his rival. Oh, I forgot his name. But the, he has a rival. They used to work together, and you know, he the 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 rival basically was chosen that he could. You know, take this guy out, take Sakaguchi out. So me and Big Mike could not wait for them to fight each other, and unfortunately, that was a it was very disappointing. That end finale fight with the, with them, him and the main rival was kind of like it was like it wasn't what we expected, mm. and it started off interesting when they were fighting each other, but what kind of ruined it? And I don't know if there's some deep metaphor or deeper meaning to the shoulder shrug movement style, getting jiggy with it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was part of the fight. But during the fight, they both drop their weapons, and then they're both doing that movement, mm-hmm. and it looked funny. It didn't look right, yeah. and it kind of ruined the fight. Because maybe if they still had weapons and they're moving like that, right? Maybe it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't look as bad. Uh-huh. But why are you still kind of moving like that as if you have daggers in your hands, but you're just doing these little like hand combat you know, strikes, you know, snake style, almost like an animalistic style type movement, uh-huh. which I would accept if we're going old school. If we're going old school kung fu, if we're going Shaw Brothers, Snake and Crane, martial arts of Shaolin, maybe I can accept that. But in a modern day setting, them moving like that with no weapons, it didn't look right. Oh. And it was it looked kind of funny. Like we were kind of laughing. We were like, oh, <laughs> right. well, this has got you kind of fucking you fucked it up. Right. Right. Why are you moving like this now? With you know, it just didn't look right. So I'm sure I'll get a lot of flack for what I just said because everyone you know loves Tak Sakaguchi, and I'm a fan too. But that didn't it didn't look right. And if you're hyping up the whole movie for these two guys to meet, I expect an amazing one-on-one throwdown finale here. Especially after seeing all the amazing fight sequences in the forest. So, I don't know. I just, it, that kind of, it took me out. Yeah. It took me out of the fight. And I was like, eh. Yeah. And then the movie ended. So, still recommend Reborn. De- definitely you guys check it out and let me know <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, That Fat Samurai Guy. Uh, let me know in the comments if I'm completely if I completely missed the the point of the end finale fight. I don't know. I don't know. But that you just didn't like it, it you took didn't like me. It. it took me out of it. I know, but if you didn't, if visually it didn't work for you, it yeah. didn't work for you. That's I I I walked in on it having no context, and I was like, "What the hell? Okay, yeah. all right. I guess I yeah. missed something." No, I didn't say anything. Right, but right, right. I remember looking at it, going, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. all right." I even accepted him doing that movement. 
with he busted out a shovel, which is a very odd weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and he was doing that movement with the shovel. It's like, okay, I'm I'm accepting that. But when you don't have anything in your hands, yeah. It just didn't look right. So um speaking of, I guess we could we could skip over uh why? Because speaking of stuff taking you out of the film. I think this is a good segue to go to the to number five. But but we're doing this in order. All right, all right, fuck it. All right, we'll come. We'll segue back to number no, five. This is the order that we. I know. I know. This is the order that I know. we watched today. We'll, we'll we'll just come back to that. Explain. So our, number four. Our train of thought. Number four. Tonight. So. <laughs> Abduction. So explain your reasoning for buying this. Abduction. Buying this came out in 2019. Purchase this digitally. Do you want to know why? Yeah. You want to know why? Yeah. Because I'm a huge Scott Atkins fan. Yeah. Okay. And we just I'm I'm still high over Avengement. I'm still just like this is the greatest movie ever for the genre that it's in. Okay. So it started with an A and you thought, hey <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm getting to it. Can I get to it? Okay. So I saw Scott Atkins, oh, hey, this is Scott Atkins' newest film. So I'm like, well, fuck yeah. After Avengement, how could it get any, how could it get any, any lower? What could it possibly go wrong? Yeah. Basically, yeah. So I saw him. He's on the cover. He's holding this big-ass gun. He's shooting the gun. And then I heard a rumor that it was like kind of like a sci-fi movie. And I was like, that's different. That's weird. I haven't seen him in that kind of setting yet. And then I saw that Andy on. Uh, he's a, he's he's a pretty good martial artist in his own right, and he's popular in his country as well. He's in the movie too, so I'm like, oh shit, maybe we get a little bit of of a dream match or team up, Scott Atkins and Dion, right? Oh, so as soon as we I hit play, I think Sexy Sumo was there, right? He he showed up at the time, I believe. Mm. I had to go take a shit. You were sick. You weren't feeling that well because you were gone for a good <laughs> twenty-seven minutes. We're not going to go into detail. I don't want to. I don't want to gross you guys. You out. missed but I went twenty-seven to the minutes <laughs> of this glorious <laughs> trash heap. Well, I figure. I figure. So I bought the movie, so I can always come back and watch the beginning. So I'm gone. So you're gone. I'm in. I'm in the shitter, and all I. All I. I get. Con- I keep getting constant texts from you. Where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? You need to be out here right now, which I'm like, and I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. What is happening? What's going on? Like, I don't know yeah. what you guys are watching is horrifying. It's, yeah. So I come back out from the restroom. To which I have to then pause, you, you have to pause the movie. I had to pause the movie yes. and I yes. had to give you <laughs> a brief rant slash breakdown yes. of what happened, which yes. made no sense, which was perfect because yeah. at that point the movie made no sense. Yeah. Do you remember your rant a little bit? Which was epic, and I wish I would have filmed it, because it was hilarious. So, at this point, 27 minutes in, basically, Scott Atkins, the movie starts off, Scott Atkins is wandering around this shitty-looking cardboard futuristic set, where these dudes are mining these Resident Evil movie-style, harvesting these, like, spider, uh, robotic spider creatures off of these humans. Uh, His little daughter is locked up in this cage... And he tries to wake her up, but she won't wake up. And this bullshit alien with this stupid voice comes in and says, if you wake her up, it's going to kill her. And Scott Atkins is like, liar! And he's like, well, you know, try it and find out. And then they have this little scuffle, and then 
he ends up getting thrown through this cardboard wall to which you get this zoomed out exterior shot of this horrible composited screenshot of this bright magenta pinkish colored castle set in the future, I guess. And Scott Atkins is falling into the water. And then all of a sudden he pops up from out of this fountain in the middle of Vietnam in modern day. Yes. Are you guys listening? Are you hearing all this? And then he proceeds to start walking around modern-day Vietnam, stuttering. Yes. Stuttering. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he finds a meme jacket. (laughs) And he puts on this garish, uh, horrible-looking meme jacket. Ridiculously-looking jacket. And he's stuttering while trying to ask, you know, where am I, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets slapped and he realizes that that cures his stutter, but only temporarily. Yes. Yes. And then... Yeah, that pretty much brought you up to speed at that point. <laughs> but I was angry when I ranted that the first yeah, time. It was pretty. It was pretty epic. Every, everyone. That was, was the calm version. Yeah, that, that was, was the calm, calm version yeah, yeah, of what yeah. he had missed. But yeah. that was twenty-seven minutes in, and I'm, and at that point, nothing was making any sense. <laughs> and to be honest, the movie never really made much more sense than that. Yeah. Um, and Edgar was pissed. Oh. Edgar was pissed when they when they showed the director. His name is Ernie. Barbarash, uh. I said that right. At the end, the end credits, Edgar was like, "Fuck you, Ernie." <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, mm. Edgar Eggshen Montavo is very quiet. He he rarely he, he's he's very quiet. But if something bothers him or he has something to say, it'll just come out of nowhere and he'll say it loud. Egg's the type, but of, he's usually chill, laid back. Egg's the type of guy that when when he comes over and visits. Yeah. We might get five sentences out of him <laughs> yeah. on the day. Yeah. Like, but you'll remember the sentences. Like, yeah, he doesn't really talk a whole lot. You know, you can have a conversation with him, yeah. but he doesn't yeah. really he doesn't really talk yeah. a whole lot. So imagine, but if he yeah. if he reacts to something, yes. you don't fucked up. Yeah, he, or you did something good. Yeah, he, in this case, no, you don't fucked he up. He was losing it yeah. while we were watching the movie. Yeah, like there's a movie out there called Roller Gator. He reacted to Roller Gator. <laughs> Like, Roller Gator made him mad. Roller Gator, if... Uh, I'm just going to say this right now. As of now, as of this podcast is, is going out, of course this, you know, this could always change because we watch bad B-movies all the time. As of right now, I've seen Manos the Hands of Fate. I've seen Troll 2. We've seen the worst of the worst, right? As of right now, I'm going to say that Roller Gator might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Now... Maybe anyway. we'll come back to that another time. Back to abduction. Back to abduction. So, so yeah, there's just there's all this meandering around. You get introduced to this other character. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to mention the other the other character, the Andy Andy on. On character. Andy on. Who's with who's like this wannabe John Wick character who's mm-hmm. who's who was like a former soldier who's with this nagging wife. And he's kind of with his own little clique, like only kind of like a mercenary. Set. He is like a mercenary, yeah. And he's like on his last job, yeah. And she's like nagging on him because she knows what he does, but she doesn't like it. But she stays married to him because they're in Vietnam. But she wants to go back to I think it's China. I, guess. I hate characters like this. And it's I like hate characters she like knows this. that he, she knows what he does. Yes. But she wants to nag on him about it anyway. Yeah. It's like, I don't need your blood money. Well, then, bitch, why are you still with him? Yeah, get the fuck out. Because you, you can't do anything else on your own, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
Yeah, either, he just brought home tons like, of money. It's like either get your shit together yeah. and walk the fuck out or stop bitching at him. Yeah, and enjoy like, the money. You can't have both ways. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't be like yeah. nagging fuck at him all character. the time. But anyway. I hate characters like that. So she ends up getting kidnapped by the aliens because By the aliens. His former boss his his former bosses that just gave him his last payout for the last job that he did. Uh, set it up because she's got some of the special in her that the aliens want or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. This movie was so fucking ridiculous. I swear. Oh my god. This movie. Oh my god. But anyway, she gets kidnapped and so he meets up with this doctor that is treating uh, Scott Atkins, Scott Atkins yeah. because he gets he gets he gets arrested because he's yeah. going you know he's like wandering the streets of Vietnam yeah. you know rambling and shit and and so the doctor meets up with Andy on and is like oh hey I want you to meet Scott Atkins because he's ranting about the same shit that you're talking about and so they realize oh shit this is all really going on and so they team up to go fight the aliens and then you find out that Scott Atkins is from the 80s he got kidnapped from the 80s that's relevant somehow <laughs> I don't know. And then the doctor, the doctor that tried to help him, all of a sudden she's fucking old. But then she's old and she dies. And then later, the aliens, no, no, no. The aliens use her physical appearance as an avatar. Something like that. For no reason. And it doesn't go anywhere. And there's like multiples of her running around now because of the aliens. Yes. So she becomes like. And she talks about. Quantum mechanics. It's, it's yeah. really. It was really bad. It was one of the, it ended it up was being gibberish. Like the overall experience. Gobbledygook. The overall experience is one of those things where it was like I was really mad when the movie was over. Yeah. But at the same time, because these guys deserve better. Well, I was trying. I was trying to put it in the perspective of was like everybody has to start off somewhere. Yeah. I got it. This movie was very ambitious. Yes. You know, Vietnam, the the country. Their their movie making is very. They're starting off. We don't really know that much about their filmmaking over there. Yeah, but and, and that's they, and because. But you, you know, can tell it was a low budget movie. And that's the thing, you yeah. know, their movies. They're they're starting off like the types of movies that they're making. We're just now starting to get them over here. You know, right, we just right, got right, right. what's the movie that we just got? Fury. Yeah, we just got that over here. You know, yeah. And if they if they want to start foraying more into sci fi over there, they have to start somewhere. Yeah. But this was just. Too ambitious for yeah. what they were trying to do and for but the budget that to, they to had. To be honest, we didn't really look that much into detail where the fuck this movie was filmed because we had New Zealand people in this movie. We had people of all na- nationalities in this fucking movie. So we don't know if it was a collaboration between countries. We don't know what the fuck. But none of that really matters. Was it a good movie? No. Or not? It, and it was not. It, it, it was not it a was, good movie. It was incoherent. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. The aliens so, knew Kung Fu. Yeah, no, remember what I said before that. I was joking. Be like, if the aliens start doing martial arts right now, this might become the greatest movie ever. Remember, I was joking. Yeah. Right? And then they all of a sudden, they started doing martial arts with really bad wire foo attached. And, and it did not make it the greatest it, movie it ever. Was, <laughs> it still wasn't. So, because yeah. I missed the first 27 minutes, the next day I went back and I watched the first 27 minutes. To catch up. Then you got to see the meme jacket. <laughs> and I saw them. I saw everything. But I, it was just really like, holy fuck, man. Like, we were just literally thrown into this world, and but not in a good way. And <laughs> just, Scott, I don't understand whose decision was it to make Scott Atkins stutter throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. Scott Atkins, one of the most amazing, badass 
martial art actors we have going today. I'm, I'm hearing he's killing it in It Man 4 uh. with Donnie Yen. I'm hearing he's killing it in that. And when you see him in this, it's just, it's cringe. It's so painful. So, I felt sorry for him. What do they have on you, Scott? <laughs> I mean, it's just... I, 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 I need to see, see, see the British Embassy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy from Avengement, he's doing that yeah. throughout this whole fucking movie. And I'm like, action, you're action hero. This is how you want to show your action hero? Yeah. You know? And what made me go, what the fuck was that? Was when, during the stuttering, while he's walking down the street wearing the meme jacket, he goes straight Looney Tunes. He turns into Donald Duck. He turns into Daffy Duck. I'm not making this up, guys. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Avengement. You undisputed. Uni Boyka. Walking down the street going, I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. There's some people that really like this movie. Really? They like it. Now. There is a positive in this film, believe it or not. And I know for some people it might be that Looney Tunes moment. The, <laughs> the positive is when there is action, John Wick style shooting sequences, uh, martial art fighting sequences, they are filmed well. You can see everything. There's not a ridiculous amount of shaky camera, quick cut editing. The action is filmed good. See, the action is fine. Yeah. The, we have no problem with the action. The action may be enough for some people to be entertained by the film. So we're not shitting on people that like the movie. We're just surprised that they like the movie. But, you know, and you even... I mean, obviously the best part of the film is when you have evil, alien-possessed, controlled Scott Atkins versus uh, Andy on. So we do have a little bit of a dream match. And that's kind of what I was hoping in the movie. That's the best fight in the film. I don't know why they decided to film it in a dark location. Why? Stop doing this, movies? Alright, stop having your finale fights in the dark? Uh, but it just wasn't enough. I just, I did not care what was happening. And even though it was a nice fight to see, you see these two badass martial artists going at going at it, it just it just wasn't enough. So, if we have put the gun to our head and, and, and pick something positive, the action's fine. You you guys will might like it, but it's just it's just this was garbage. Yeah. This was a garbage movie, man. Like this was like unbelievably bad. Yeah. Obviously, there's worse Morrison's films out there, of course. Yeah. But the potential, it's like even if you want to make it sci-fi type of action film, you want to make a sci-fi martial arts movie. How many of those are out there besides The Matrix? How many of those are out there? It's not really a lot of them, right? Yeah. But they should have kept their storytelling simple, easy to follow. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta establish these alien invaders. We knew nothing about them, nothing about their world. You know what I mean? They were just there for the harvest. They're harvesting us humans to, to probably take over. I'm sure there was. Just like, I'm sure there was an explanation of what they were doing. I honestly. Well, here's the plot. I got it off of IMDb. Are you ready? Here we go. This pulse-pounding action thriller. 
pits two strangers against a nefarious alien force with the future of mankind hanging in the balance. Quinn Scott Atkins, a member of a SWAT unit, steps out of a park fountain in an Asian city with no recollection of who he is or where he came from. As he pieces together clues from his past, he vaguely recalls his young daughter who has been kidnapped. Meanwhile, Connor Andion, a former military operative turned gangster for hire, discovers that his wife has also disappeared mysteriously in the middle of the night. These two men with little in common realize they must work together to find their loved ones and thwart the mysterious abductors. That makes way more sense than the fucking movie. I'm sure, I'm not sure <laughs> what the aliens were going after was there at some point. But honestly, it's that the, the movie fried my brain. Yes! And if the explanation was there, I have, I have long since forgotten it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm sure it was there somewhere hidden in yeah. the in the leaves, but it's yeah. flown away from my brain. Looney so. Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the go fuck itself. That was the middle of our of our day. Yeah. And at this point, I was I was just about on the edge of just saying fuck all this. And I was feeling bad because I invited everyone to come over to watch these movies, and I was feeling bad. It was like as if I made the fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling guilty, like ah, oh, you know. But but I was hoping the next two films would help. <laughs> but, all right, here we got up. 2018's Master Z Man Legacy. Directed by the legendary, iconic Yuen Wuping, starring Michelle Yeoh, our favorite, Dave uh, Deacon Batista, <laughs> Tony Jaa, and Jin Zhang. Okay, now this is where I'm going to get the flack. You're going to get you're going to get the flack. It's I'm fine. Get a lot of no, no. It's un, un, it's understandable. Your rant, though. Go ahead. All right. All right. You have not seen It Man Three. You've seen the first two It Mans. I have yet to show you It Man Three, but I kind of explained Correct. that this was a spinoff. Of the of the character, the antagonist from It Man Three. So, do you want, if you want to talk about the plot or anything like that? All right. So, basically, while keeping a low profile after his defeat by It Man, Chung Tin Chi uh, gets into trouble after getting in a fight with a powerful foreigner. Um, my issue with the film. Do you want me to go after your issues, or you want me to get mine out the way? Okay, oh just okay. You, so you want to talk about anything? This character was introduced in It Man Three, and it was interesting because at first, you know, you you feel like he's just some, you know, mercenary in his own right. He's basically a, a debt collector type of guy, but he's this badass martial arts dude. He's poor. He's trying to earn money for his son. He wants to open up his own dojo. He's learned his own style of Wing Chun. Excuse me, his own style that's a little bit different. Uh, you got the northern and southern styles of Wing Chun. It's different from Donnie Yen's. The Ant Man character is Wing Chun. So he wants to make a name for himself and be successful. So he has good intentions, and you know he's motivated, but he's just going off in kind of a shady way of doing it. Well, he he runs into Ant Man. They, you know, he first he gets really popular, and then they face each other at the end, and Ant Man beats him, and then he's kind of like he loses face, right? So then he kind of goes back to doing what he usually does. Uh, he kind of opens up this little small shop with his son. And at the beginning of the movie, you see the legendary, one of my favorites, Yuen Hua is there. Uh, and he's kind of like the leader of the little debt collector type of mercenary sect type of thing. And basically, Jin shows up to say, I'm done. I'm going to go off and try to be legit and open up my own shop with my son and stuff like that. Well, 
He's kind of annoyed by that, so then he sends Tony Jaw after him to kind of fuck him up. Tony Jaw's mad. You don't know you don't know who Tony Jaw is, <laughs> but he shows up to fight, I guess, for fan service, and they do have a fight and, and whatnot. But while he's trying to live legitimately, you know, legitimate and and, and walk the, the the path of the righteousness, even though he's not famous anymore, uh, he kind of has he he's so. Doesn't want anything to do with martial arts. That's what the character is in this film. He mm-hmm. doesn't want anything to do with it. He just wants to earn money honestly and support his son. That's all he wants to do. But of course, you know, they pull him back in. You know, he gets, because of his righteousness and his honesty and all that, he knows there's some drug dealing going around. Uh, and he's just, you find out from the foreigner, the, who, who could be the foreigner in the movie? <laughs> Yeah. Fuck this movie. We can talk about spoilers. So Deacon Batista is... Dave Batista is basically the villain. You can watch this movie on Netflix right now if you guys are interested. Uh, and he's doing some shady dealings. And Michelle Yeoh's character is a little shady herself, right? So he's just like, I cannot stand by and watch my the, my village and city that I'm living in right now going under because of drugs, right? So then he fights the bad guys. He wins. Blah, 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 blah. He decides to whip out that Wing Chun that he's been hiding this whole time. you know. And he fights the bad guys and he wins. Now, we've seen this story a billion times before. There's an old movie uh, with Gordon Liu called He Has Nothing But Kung Fu. He loses his memory, but he knows how to fight. you know. So there's been movies like this before. Um, my problem is with the film... I like the fight sequences. I know you're going to... Jump on that. That's the flack. Is that the flack you think you're going to get? There's, there's, it's one of them. Okay. It's so, probably the main one. So I'll let you rant and then I'll bounce off what I liked about the fight sequences. Okay. But my problem with the movie was this movie felt so pointless. Mm. It felt so pointless that his character in It Man 3, in my opinion, was interesting, but it did not warrant him to have his own movie. Mm. Okay. But everyone's It Man crazy. We got the Legend of It Man. We have the which is the, we got the prequel. You know, we have another movie with, with, with called the Grandmaster, uh, direct um, starring Tony Chung, I believe. Tony Lung, I'm sorry. Tony Lung's the star of that. Zhang Ziyi's in that. That's another separate movie. And then you have another It Man movie. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, starring Anthony Wong mm. playing It Man. I think you watched some of that with me. Mm. Like these highlights of it. It's It Man TV series. It, everyone's It Man crazy, right? Right. And that's fun. It's fine as long as they're entertaining. It's fine. But this was so unnecessary. Because uh-huh. it was just like, okay, you want to make five billion movies about It Man? Fine. It may be a little bit of It Man overkill. But do we really need, you know, side character movies? Right. Is it really necessary? And right. this felt so pointless. It really did, to the point to where we were making fun of the next one, remember? We were like, the next, it was like, <laughs> It Man Legacy 5. Um, <laughs> the janitor that worked at the school that It Man taught. The guy that <laughs> Watch sold, his adventures the guy, as he... The guy that sold him a chicken once. <laughs> yeah, right? He delivered his newspapers. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I was, it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. It's just so unnecessary. Now, if the movie was amazing, and they made that character more interesting, then, mm. and I have a little bit of an issue, and this is where I'm gonna this I'm gonna, I'm gonna get different flack that you are. Mm. My issue is with Jin Zhang. Every single movie I've seen him in, 
he is martial arts, he's on point. Like I every time he's in a movie, whether he stars or co stars, he's really good in martial arts and he's fun to watch. I'm like, oh shit, Jin Zhang's in here. Alright, we're gonna get some good martial arts. My problem with Jin Zhang is he's very bland. Is he the He's the main guy. Uh... He's very bland. He's not he's not charismatic. If you have to compare Jin Zhang to Eddie Pang, who's another guy that's really popular they're trying to push as a martial arts lead. In comparison, Eddie Pang, I guess, inches him out in terms of uh, charisma. But it's just he's bland. Mm. That's my problem with Jin Zhang. Every single movie he's in, I just see Jin Zhang. Uh. I just he, he, could play, he could play a villain. He could play a hero. I see the same guy. Uh. He, but, well, when he throws down the martial arts, though, I'm happy. Yeah. But that's my problem. It's just like, ugh, you know, maybe he should not be leading films. Mm. Maybe he should co-star in movies. I don't know. I don't know. Was it better that he was not... Was he better Yeah, he than, was just the antagonist in Hitman 3. And it was better that way. Yeah, um, in my opinion. Right. It was more, he was more interesting that way. Because who is this guy? Oh, shit, he knows Wing Chun just like Hitman does. Whoa, where did he learn that from, right? It was more interesting, you know? Right, right. But it's just, Jin Zhang as an actor, I'm having issues uh, believing superstar status yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, again, martial arts, physical ability, he's great. I, I'm like, oh shit, he's in the movie. I'll just, we're getting some good fight, right? But it's just, you know, I'm not going to hang up a poster of Jin Zhang. And... <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's right. my issue with Jin Zhang as of right now. As of right now, which could change. Right. Now, go ahead. Well, one of the first things that I noticed with the film was how cheap it looked. It did look cheap. The movie screamed like, TV movie to yeah. me, and I was like, "This was a theatrical. Was it really a theatrical?" You notice that you notice the movie kind of seemed like it was filmed in one that same one location. Yeah, it was all in that same street. Yeah, everything it, happened in that one it street. Just it, it looked like I mean, it looked like they they spent a lot of money on that one street. Yeah, but it still looked like a one street set yeah. that they just put all their money into, but it still just wasn't quite enough to make it look like. Anything more than a really expensive TV movie. And yeah. it was like, this is not... Expensive what, TV movie. This is not something that I would expect out of a theatrically yeah. released... Especially when Yuen Wu-Ping directing it. Yeah. This guy's the man. And yeah. this is where I'm going to get all the hate. All right. The fight style. Okay. The sequences. Right. I did not like them. Right. Um, I understand wire work. Right. I understand... Uh, I understand certain. Chore- now, I understand you... choreography styles, and I understand how some people utilize them differently. Right, right, right. right. What were you gonna say? Did you have issues with the fight choreography itself or the wire work? It was the wire work. Okay, okay. I I've never been a fan of wire artificial food. looking wire foo. Yes. In modern day modern environment day yeah. when it's not. A fantasy element, right? Like I, I don't don't shoot me, but I don't like the Matrix films. Uh-huh. But if you're gonna do wire work in the Matrix films, yeah. it makes sense. So right. that type of movie, okay, fine, that's a pass. You're in a computer. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. You're gonna fly around and you're gonna do shit that doesn't right. physically make sense right. in that. Or you said like you know fantasy or in like the flying the, swordsman yeah. style films. Wuzia in series. stuff like that. I yeah. I will <clears throat> pass that. Yeah. So the cows come home. Like, well, stuff like that. Mark, I... To your credit, and this will probably save you a lot from the flack you're about to get. Yeah. 
you're a huge fan of Iron Monkey. Love Iron Monkey. And look at how ridiculous the wirefu was in that. Yeah. But it was fun. Stuff like that. And the setting kind of fit. Where it's it's an older period yeah. Once piece. Upon a time even in though China this films. technically is a period piece movie, this is still It's still modern day. It's there's still cars more and shit. modern yeah. day. Yeah, it's still cars. set more like in the I think it was set in the fifties. Yeah, it's fifties. And modern, that's that modern to day. me is more modern day yeah. than something set in like the 1900s, the 1800s, right. the 1700s, right, shit right. where there's pre-technology yeah. going on, <clears throat> stuff where you can totally suspend your disbelief yes. and the whole idea of flying swordsman style films mm-hmm. is that these people have somewhat supernatural right. abilities and them flying around, it just, it yeah. works better that Shoot way. Shoot chi from their hands, it just, blow up it houses. Just, it's just easier, yeah, that's it's just, easier yeah. for my mind mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. This, Zoo Warriors when uh, you've got Magic Mountain. Or yeah. I think I fucked up that title, sorry. <laughs> When, when you've got when you've got a movie that's based around a potentially real person, right? Okay, that fought a real person. Yes, because it man, it man was it man, it man was a real man. He taught Bruce Lee. Okay, he was a real person. He was a Wing Chun expert. So you've got this character. I don't know if this particular character existed or not. Okay, I'm not sure either. Okay, so but you've got this character mm-hmm. that could have could or could not have existed who right. fought this person in a film that. Is based on a character that did exist. Yes. In somewhat modern times. Yes. With cars riding, flying, or cars driving around the streets. Yes. yes. People walking around in fifties clothes. Yes. With fifties clothes playing. Yes. fifties music playing yes. in the background. Mm-hmm. And people are flying around, sign like neon signs, like yeah. they're fucking flying swordsmen. Yeah. That shit does not work for me visually. Yeah. So that was my problem. It's yeah. the the choreography was too artificial for me. Right. Right. And it it was ruining, yes, everything. Yeah, for me, like yeah. it's like if you want to do that, move that to another setting. Film. Like yeah. move it to another film. Right, move it to another setting. I can mm-hmm. handle that type of choreography. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. In another genre. Yes, old school Shaw Brothers films. But not in modern day. It right. would be like putting that choreography. Yeah. In, uh, um, you, uh, undisputed films. In an uh, undisputed yeah. or, or Avengement. Uh, um. What's that? What's that? <clears throat> What's that? Donnie and Jackie Wu Samo um, SPL Kill Zone. Kill Zone. Right. Like right. that. Right. Like put that choreography in Kill Zone, and I would be if, like, if there was any wire work used in that, um, it's it was not so... flying swordsman yeah, exaggerated we're fly- yeah, where we're yeah. we're jumping. Right. Where we're jumping, but yeah, the like, wire is making end, us jump twenty feet the into the, the air. At the fight scene with him between Donnie and Samuel Hung in the in the, the bar. Yeah. The club at the end. Yeah. All of a sudden they're flying around inside yes. the bar. Yeah, that would take you out of the movie. That, that would take that's you. what I'm talking about. I understand mm-hmm. that wire work is very common. Right. I understand that. Yeah. And I understand I'm more used to it in a modern setting because that was the style with the in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Late eighties, early nineties. They did have a lot of modern day movies that did have that, but that was just it was accepted then mm-hmm. because that was just the style. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong cinema had a lot of that, mm-hmm. but I think we've grown past.